hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are back from the dead, but the box office sure as hell ain't. Um, I'm your co-host, Robert. I'm your co-host, Reggie. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. And um, obviously, our original intention with this podcast, uh, back in the bygone days of fucking six weeks ago, um, we were intending to observe box office and upcoming releases. Sorry that our initial recordings were sporadic because I could only imagine what it would have been like for an actual, like, um, <laughs> live retelling of everything that was going on respectively, because obviously the world is going through so much right now. Um, you know, uh, namely the logo dropped for space jam, a new legacy. And I yep. think society is still just coming around to that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they try to distract us with aliens, but nobody gives a shit. It's like, no. oh, the aliens are giving us money and food. Well, fuck them. So so that's why I think them uh, dropping the logo for the new Space Jam movie is a psyop um, to just like get people to realize, yo, there's aliens out there. LeBron is in cahoots with the CIA for dropping these UFO videos, you know, or, um, you know, I, I heard from somebody, um, I heard from like, a recent podcast like, that I listened to. People go to Area 51 and like do like the Naruto run. And they, apparently <laughs> they they keep giving us opportunities, Reg, to just like <laughs> discover the truth, get to the bottom of the truth. It's like they're just yeah. begging us to fucking discover the catacombs well, of alien carcasses at this point. Well, I mean, but, like, I mean, at this point, it's like, well, they're not doing a goddamn thing. It's like, well, I guess we can throw them a bone. Yeah, no kidding. So um, speaking of where aliens can hide out in. Because yeah. all the movie theaters are so empty right now, we have rebooted for the time being as box office vacancy. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Box Office Vacancy. Uh, Reg, how have you just been processing everything that's going on right now? Uh, it's surreal. Because there's, there's been a lot of news just in the past, like, Two three days about the future of this industry. So, what's your takeaways? What's something you just want to throw on the table? I mean, with all the stuff that's happening, I just don't see. I just don't see how like like movies are being made today. Like with the blockbusters, all that stuff. If they're gonna keep making movies like that, because. Because if the studios want to do like, you know, video on demand stuff, VOD demand, those budgets have to come down. You, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think uh, it'll be it maybe a time where you will never see another movie going above 200 million or 150 million. Unless it's like a CGI, uh, just like if they just go totally CGI with everything. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I mean, like, no, I know, mean, like they pretty much have, pretty much have to drop it down to like, I mean, like even with animation, they probably have, they most likely they're going to try to drop those drop those uh, production costs down to like to something equivalent to like a uh, illumination, like how much like their budgets, because like I don't see Disney sitting up there spending two hundred million dollars on a film going straight to like straight to video on demand. Because that's like that's not sustainable and that's not 
like smart business sense because it's no. like you got like I I don't it's like they I mean it's one of those things where where they like there's a lot of like maneuvering behind the scenes to figure out how they can make these movies profitable. And like, you know, and like try to like, I guess, like pretty much screw over the movie theaters. Well, then um, that's an interesting thing to bring up, because um, currently the big war that's going on right now is universal after going ahead and releasing Trolls World Tour just on on demand or what they're calling now home premiere. Well, the, the whole song and dance that's going on right now is three days ago, Universal released, you know, um, an article came out in Variety that basically said that um, the amount of money that's been generated so far by Trolls World Tour, uh, the morning, uh, the money point that they went at was $19.99 uh, for a 48 hour rental, you know, straight to your home, which I've always figured is the pretty is is the pretty good understandable um price point you know where it's right. like yeah if you're just watching it by yourself it is a little pricier but if you account it for the fact where it's like like think of something like having something delivered to your house right like or, if you yeah, if you or order you something have a family like exactly like, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. If you have a family, then it ends up being substantially cheaper and so much more of an incentivizing thing to do. Yeah. And three days ago, Variety came out with an article that basically showed that so far, um, the current estimates of what Trolls World Tour has made domestically through the home premium rentals is about $98.99 million, which is pretty good. However, this is one of the deciding factors and say what you will, it probably was something where universal is like probably collaborated with the variety article, but I don't want to get into that as much, but at the end of the day, um, the straight profitability of what trolls world tour has made so far, they've actually made more money. Universal studios has made more money from trolls world tour compared to the first trolls. Like the first trolls made 150 million domestically, which is still really good. But when you account the fact that, you know, the cut that the movie theaters get and the cut that, you know, exhibitors get and everything, technically they've made more money with something like Trolls World Tour. Now, here, here's the counter to that. Here's the counter to that. Um, you, you, you have to account for the fact that they haven't gotten international numbers off of this thing. So, you know, th there's a lot of money that's not being made on that front. And also the other thing to consider, too, is that, OK, you you have a bunch of parents that were willing to buy, you know, or to rent this movie for nineteen ninety nine. Right. Yeah. How incentivized are they going to be to spend another twenty dollars when it becomes available for home release? You know what I mean? Like, like how much mo how much money are they losing out on the home release? Because something like Trolls, you know, Trolls did really well domestically. But the whole reason I'm sure that they 
greenlit the sequel in the first place is because it did so well with like Blu-ray sales and DVD sales and iTunes sales, you know? I mean, like, um, well, I mean, so, like, so well, I mean we, with this box office return on the first movie, it was like, it was, it was good enough where they can see, like they can probably make some money off of it. And I mean, especially with the, with the, I mean, especially with DreamWorks, uh, like, you know, current slate, it was like their only money maker aside from dragons. They're done with dragons. They're done with their other uh, films, right? So, right. So they just so they're just looking for well, like anything to green light. And, um, and, and and you know, DreamWorks Animation they've been dipping their toes a little bit on the uh, low budget. You know, uh, animated releases like if you look at yeah. something like Captain Underpants that they outsourced to a Canadian company. Right. Was yeah. it a Canadian company or a French company? See, I'm not familiar with the ones of the outsourced. I know like uh, okay. I know I know what the Abominable was done by the uh, by their uh, satellite studio in China uh, in uh, Shanghai. Exactly. So that, exactly. That so. Them. So they've already been, they've already been dipping their toes on a low budget thing. So just to put in perspective and everything, right? Um, but, I'll just see. But but I mean, even that type of business practice, like the only thing that 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 concerns me about that is the business. What that type of business practice is is you're pretty much like killing the like killing the U.S. studio. I mean, like it's gonna be a mad. It's like I'm just like. I mean, like with DreamWorks, that's why I mean, like even though it's success, I mean, like even though I'm happy that DreamWorks did make a hit, like had a hit on their hands, but but it's like given the budget and like the fact that they didn't even push that film back, it's like I'm feeling that Universal is going to put more more their more their faith into Illumination and just like DreamWorks just run its course until it's no longer viable. Well, then to to put a perspective, like um, at the moment, Illumination is like still, you know, their blockbuster title, because the, the, the difference is that Trolls, the first one, wasn't a big international hit. Just because mm-hmm. like Trolls as a property isn't really known that well overseas, but something yeah. like Minions, you know, all that money is overseas. You know, so um, but with that said, though, I think I think an interesting thing to observe and and just to go with the overall thing that Universal is doing now, um, you know, Universal, after they released um, after Variety came out with that article, said that, okay, uh, Judd Apatow's new movie, we're going to do the same thing with that one. You know, we're going to release it for 1999. And then, of course, last week, Warner Brothers did an interesting thing. Which I think is something that I think may be more the standard thing to do is um, Warner Brothers animation. Instead of delaying Scoob, uh, the 3D Scooby-Doo movie, they're going to release it on the day, but they're going to do the same thing. They're going to do a home premiere in 1999 or for five bucks more. You could just own the thing. You just you just straight up own the thing, you know, for twenty five dollars. So it's like, hey, you you might as well just spend the extra five bucks and just have the movie. And I think that one's a that was a really interesting idea because the whole way that Scooby-Doo has kind of 
uh-huh. exists has kind of stayed popular in you know home entertainment is like it comes out with a new fucking movie anyways yeah. every year so this one isn't really a theatrical release anymore it's just another scooby-doo movie that you could just buy direct to dvd essentially see but again my my i mean like from a business standpoint i can see like i like i can see like how how it's a smart move but at the same time it's like if you're an artist that's working on a movie that's theatrically like supposed to go for a theatrical release and it's getting straight like straight to dvd i mean yeah it's i don't know it's it's like why we're we're in uncharted territory with know, that thing. Know, like like you thought you thought Martin Scorsese you thought like, Martin Scorsese and Spielberg were pissed last year. Holy shit! Can you imagine? Like, yeah, everyone is pissed. Oh, hold on, hold on. We're having a little technical difficulty. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, never mind. Okay. Was okay. I fu- Wait. Oh. Wait, did we just? Oh no! What happened? Did we just lose the recording? <sighs> what the? F- I'm I'm not seeing the. I'm not. Hold on, hold on. Oh, no, no, it still says it's recording. Uh, Robert is recording the call. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, hey, I'm still. Okay. I'm Which still pro- seeing. I'm still seeing, I'm like, I'm still seeing, uh, like, a little record button on the top left of my screen and saying that you're still recording. Okay, that is so, that is so bizarre. Okay, never mind. All right, folks, we're, uh, speaking of uncharted territory, I am so, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. Okay, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Okay. We had a, you're, you're, you're gonna, it, this is raw, this is raw. Okay, um, back to... Uh, <laughs> back to yeah. Spil- Spielberg I mean, being pissed. Oh my God! I can only imagine how he feels I about mean, every, all these filmmakers are pissed. I mean, like no way, like all the all the old school filmmakers are like are super pissed about this uh, because I mean again, again it, it's one of those things where you know they 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 spent all this time and money for these movies to be seen in the theaters, and it's like and it's going straight to video. It's like and it's like you know. Growing up in the '90s, in like '90s, it's like you look down upon, you know, movies that have gone straight to video. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like that's the part. I mean, that's pretty much the old man in me because it's like, I, it's like, yeah, but I rather like, <laughs> it's like unless you're fucking HBO that's known to making quality films, and you know, you're doing your thing. But, you know, but like I'm I'm still skeptical. Uh, I'm still skeptical about it. But I mean, it, it, the the thing is, is that like, um, you know, for a lot of people, and, and this is the big thing. And just I don't know if we brought it up yet, but um, one of the other major news tidbits that came down the pipeline is that the Academy Awards changed the rules to where instead of having to have like the two week, you know, premiere window where you have to play in specific markets to be able to qualify and all this kind of stuff. It's the whole reason that Netflix bought, um, you know, the uh, American Cinematique and the Egyptian Theater, which is right there in Hollywood, uh, just so they can have a theater to be able to have. But 
Ooh, I'm going to get to Netflix buying theaters in a bit, but that, that we'll, we'll get to that in just two seconds. But, um, but, 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 um, the big thing is that yes, the Academy Awards, instead of a scenario where Trolls World Tour, The Invisible Man, and I guess Doolittle might as well, right? The, the first Dr. Doolittle was nominated for best. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so instead of ending up with just those movies, now they're like, okay, if you can just stream it and the whole the whole system that they're going to have to be able to do it is, um, you know, they're going to create a streaming service for Academy Award voters. And um, yeah, you can be able to stream the video within a 60 day window um, at a minimum. And yeah, that in and of itself, like, um, like we were trying to record in another thing, but, uh, Reggie, give me, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. I mean, with, I mean, with the, Academy uh, rules. well, with the Academy rule, um, specifically it's like, I mean, if you go by the old rules, it's like, you're looking at, you're looking at like a small number of films. <laughs> like I even made a joke about like, okay, you got Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Birds of Prey, The Invisible Man, The Hunt. First uh, Cow. People need to see First Cow. That that was yeah. a tiny film that came out. Um, Bad Boys for had Life. had a chance to see it. <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. You know, The Grudge. The Grudge remake. <laughs> so you got all these films that came out like in, like during the dead months. Yeah. The Turning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and it also doesn't help that uh, there's no film festivals being uh, there's there's no film festivals running, so you can't even you can't even bring in like you know films you know like you know add those films to the pool because and, know, and, it, and and not just that, but the big thing the, the reason why those film festivals are important is because that's when those small films are making the pitch to studios to be like, hey, you should buy the distribution rights to us. You know, we're going to be a contender. We're going to be a challenger, you know, um, like something like Kane, something like Trebekah. It's like that's their chance to be discovered, to get like the money, to be able to get the marketing and everything to be able to get that um, get out there to the world. You know, so so I, I would say that aspect of it where it's like every year you're always going to get like an indie darling. Um, Like the two, three that are able to get a chance to be able to come through the ranks. But the only way that they're able to be discovered in the first place is something like, you know, a Keynes Festival or Tribeca Festival or New York Film Festival or what have you to where they could be discovered by somebody like Searchlight or Focus Features, Mm -hmm. you know, or Neon Pictures now or even Lionsgate. And there's not that distribution model at the moment. So it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know what a lot of these films that like, I mean, like, and even if they get purchased up, say, like Amazon, like Amazon, I mean, like, again, the same thing with Netflix. Amazon will just buy up these films and just put it on their street, you know, put it on their platform and or, it's be, you know, stuck in, like, you're stuck in limbo. Or Apple, or Apple. Apple has so much money to where, like, they could just be like, yeah, we'll just buy the film outright. And now, because of these Academy rules, we can just have, like, 
all of these films that would have just gone to like feature films or neon pictures or even a 24. And speaking of a 24, remember a 24 and Apple have that first look deal. Like they haven't announced any, uh, they haven't announced any of, you know, um, you know, what exactly they're creating. Is it like, is a 24 making films specifically for the service or are they giving it like a first look deal? Like it's still kind of, it's still kind of ambiguous what exactly the nature of the deal is. But I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a 24, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, well, again, with a 24, I mean, they also produce like stuff for HBO, like their uh, their the hit show Euphoria. That was their that was their uh, production. Yeah, and uh, they have uh, a uh, yeah, and they have a show that just dropped on Amazon, I believe, called Rami. Uh, That's also a twenty four produced television series. So, I mean. Think about it with A24. Like, yes, we're we're privileged to be able to see like a lot of their films in theaters, you know, but for a lot of people, the way that they discover an A24 film, unless it's like one of their summer, you know, horror proposition kind of films, something like Hereditary or Sumner. And even (laughs) those, like it's still limited, you know, it's limited exposure. it's it, like yeah, it's limited run, but it, it, it's it's one of those things where I feel that every time when a twenty four like like you know release a horror film, it's like I know it's one of those heady films with a lot of metaphors and like a lot of adult things, and like the people that go to see a Blumhouse movie will hate the shit out of those movies. But yeah, the only, yeah. The only exception to the rule I want to say is Hereditary because a lot of people were pissed off about Tony Collette not. Not getting recognized. Hey, uh, you know, like, hey, you know what? Every everything comes in threes. Everything comes in threes. Um, I still want to see Invisible Man, but um, it, it see uh, from what I've heard, it's the same kind of situation where it's like they're already saying Elizabeth Moss does do an outstanding performance, but she's probably going to be looked over uh, now like Lupita was last year with us and the year before with Tony Carlette. It's like. Man, they're never. Ju- I, I think the Tony Corlett thing is just going to be like a meme for the next like decade or two. Something like yeah. Marissa Tomei winning an Oscar kind of meme or Crash winning a meme. You know, it, it's well, going mean, to be Marissa that kind Tom- of thing. No, Marissa Tomei stole the like like stole the scenes in uh, My Cousin Vinny. All right. No, she she did a great job. I don't know why everybody was like, oh, Jack Nicholson, because he, they were dating at the time. And it's like, shut the fuck up. She had a great performance. Oh, no, she, like, no, she had a great performance. Like she pretty much stole the show. And it's like and even when you look at the other movies, it's like she was great in um, uh, The Wrestler. And she was also in uh, Before the Devil. I mean, uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Like that, when I'm like, she was good in that one. What I'm saying, Reg, is the meme associated yeah. with it like uh before me you could call a meme a meme like it, there was that prevalent joke that uh marissa tomei um that they switched the envelopes for her to win you know that's just like a running joke even fucking futurama made a joke in reference to it and um i think like the tony corlett thing is going to be that kind of joke um even like 10 20 years from now uh-huh. um but anywho back to the subject at hand um I 
I mean, you know, we're in such uncharted territory at the moment where, you know, like as as I brought up, a lot of these films that no longer have that kind of like distribution, you know, model at the moment. And they're going to look at these big streaming services now where it's like, oh, well, shit, we don't have to do the song and dance. You know, we don't have to spend like all this extra capital just to be able to, you know, be bought out by this company Mm -hmm. that might not even have the confidence to be able to, you know, position us for September, October, November release, you know, doing this whole press jacket bullshit and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I I mean, like from the, I mean, like just, just from the look of it, like, uh, like, like, I don't know if, if it's right. I mean, I don't know if it's right or not, but I think, you know, I think the indie films may be hurt by this because it's like, if you're like, if you're like an independent filmmaker and you make, and you make a film, uh, make a film and you're hoping that you get it seen by, you know, like, like one of the big, you know, uh, big independent, you know, uh, studios. Yeah. With that, with that door shut, you're only looking at Amazon and Netflix, and you're only going to get so much out of those deals. No, no, like, no. As as I said, as I said, yeah. Apple, yeah. Apple has the money. Apple, Apple has like, so much money at the moment. Apple they're has so desperate. much money. They're they're waiting. No, Apple has so much money. They are waiting for Disney to fall. Oh, Apple, you think? Oh, you think they're gonna Apple's bounce? Gonna buy, Apple's gonna buy. Apple's gonna take over Disney. Ooh, because okay, of, now we get it. Now we get into the fun shit that I've been so, wanting to so talk here's about. The, okay. like, and, and everyone's like speculating it because, like, think about it. Like, like for almost a hundred years, Disney was uh, like Disney was the only studio that survived all the buyouts because, like, uh, because like by the fifties, everyone was like. You know, Warner Brothers was bought out. Paramount was bought out. All the majors were bought out. Or in, you know, and then over time, someone just got voted into, you know, into like, you know, like now we only got like the five big students. No, either four or five, like five big ones. All of them got voted into now, you know, now these major conglomerates. And with Disney, I mean, they have like they have they have their cat. They had their library. They already bought they already bought. Um, uh, they already bought uh, Fox for seventy five billion. So they cannot. They cannot sit up there and just sell it just to like you know get capital. You know. Well, well, Disney lost a lot of their valuation over the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, just parts. because like so much is it so much of it is roped up in you know the market and the speculation and all that i mean like all that like, bullshit but well, i mean, well, I mean it's, it's all the bullshit but it's like but look at i mean like look at what they have it's like the uh, i mean the only thing they have left it's like merchandising merchandising and like streaming and home video stuff because they can't they can't make they don't have uh, they have they have they have all these uh marvel films sitting you know sitting you know waiting for you know like the right time to release it worldwide yeah so so you're not they're not going to make any money off of those films then you have uh like all sporting events have been canceled so espn is like hurting because like they don't have you know like don't have anything to broadcast 
And and then on top of that, and then and then on top of that, you know, you got the amusement parks, and like those are shut down. And yeah, like, don't you know, remind and, me. And even and even if they reopen, they can't even open at half capacity. It's like they 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 they're not going to make any money. Like how these you know like you know like treating it like the nightclub, like having half of the you know half of the people going in, but there's still like you know there's still a risk. So. So, like, what I'm looking at is, is if things are not improving for Disney, then they could, like, those executives may look at Apple as like, look, we know you got $200 million, you know, $200 billion in Ireland. You can, you can have it. Here's, here's the thing to that, though. Um, Disney is hurting, but Disney still has clout. Arguably the most clout of any movie studio in the industry, you know, like like um, we're we're doing a loop back to what we were talking about with Trolls World Tour is that, um, you know, with that profit incentivization, you know, where it's like, oh, Universal's now looking like, hey, if we have like a cheaper film. And we can be able to get 80 percent of the box of the revenue compared to 50 percent. You know, it's like might as well just do the home premium thing from now on, or at least not for shit like the Minions or Fast and Furious or the or the Jurassic World movie that comes out next year. However, however, um, AMC you know, AMC is trying to do the whole like, oh, we're not going to play your movies anymore. We're so mad, even though AMC is like fucking not just bankrupt, but like bankrupt, bankrupt. It's like mm-hmm. they might be able to get five hundred million dollars to be able to, you know, help them survive a little bit just so they could be able to keep their properties. But AMC is trying to like call Universal's bluff. And even when Universal is like, look, this is a model we're looking at. We're still probably going to do it. Now, Regal, Regal Cinemas is coming in now. And it's like, you know, what what I think here's my speculation of what's happening, because I don't think Disney is going to be the one to bought out because Disney still has so many assets that I think it is in a position to where it can be able to sell it off or right. just it, it could be able to do that. Again, what, the, it, the, the studio I mean, they acquired problem is they acquire so much and they have a bank off of it. And it's like they're not gonna get rid of it's like something they already acquired. Like Marvel they're not gonna get rid of Star Wars like none of the stuff that they acquired. And it's like and it, even with the like the 75 billion dollar they invested in Fox, it's like they're not gonna just sit up there and let that go. So like the only thing I could see them doing is, is maybe like they maybe start unloading parts of it. So you may see like Fox Searchlight going or they may kill Fox Searchlight. They may kill Blue Sky just to save their ass. Um, what I'm saying, Reg, is I don't th- I don't think Disney is the one to worry about. It's literally everybody else that isn't currently owned by a major conglomerate you know like warner brothers is of course owned by at&t universal is of course owned by comcast i'm talking about folks like lionsgate i'm talking about folks like 
Sony Columbia Pictures. I'm talking about folks like Paramount, you know, Paramount, you know, uh, amongst all the people that happen, you know, they they say they're going to announce something that's going to be an all encompassing thing, you know, uh, because uh, for people, just so they know, Viacom and CBS Corp remerged together. So uh, CBS, Showtime, Paramount, all the Viacom channels like Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, MTV. They're all in the same wheelhouse. And I would think that somebody like Disney, uh, I'm sorry, somebody like Apple would, Apple needs a back catalog. Like that's the biggest thing that's hurting um, Apple TV plus at the moment is that their TV plus doesn't have like all the back channels at the moment. So they want to buy, you know, a property, but a vulnerable property, you know, and, yeah. and, and here's my theory. I think when it comes to the, the big thing that we're not looking at is that instead of the movie studios, we should be looking at who, who's going to buy the properties of AMC and Regal, right? Yeah. Because the, the biggest thing that people need to account for uh, with with what's going to happen um, with the economy and with society and all this kind of stuff. And not to get too heady with it, but we are going to see massive consolidation of properties, of businesses, the likes of which we have never seen in this country. And yep. the one person that is more salivating for that kind of position is Amazon. Amazon has already tested things like, like remember Amazon has already done this stuff where it's like, Hey, you're a prime member. You can see Aquaman two weeks early. You know, they they've already tested the playing field and Amazon. One thing that they love to do compared to uh, Apple, Apple really isn't into the property game. But Amazon is Amazon loves that extra real estate. Amazon loves that extra space. And so my theory is that I think Amazon is going to buy up one of the theaters, if not Regal, definitely AMC. I think Amazon is going to buy up AMC Um, They're probably because that way it's like, hey, they have they now have a direct negotiating tactic with the major studios to be able to play their movies at the theaters. And it's like, hey, we can do a deal where it's like if if we charge a little bit more for our tickets, they walk away with the digital copy with their Amazon Prime account. You know, like there's a whole bunch of things that I'm sure they could think of to do, you know. I mean, for fuck's sake, they already have an AMC Prime, you know, it's in the name. It's already there. It's already there, you know. And I I just don't think that Apple is really eyeballing that side of things as much as eyeballing, okay, we need something to bluster our back catalog. What studios would be the easiest to be able to do it? Oh, probably like if if I had to put my if we put our odds hats on, I would say Viacom CBS. If Disney, if uh, Apple is buying anybody. 
compared to Disney, compared to Disney. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you can, you, you have access to like their library and catalog, but uh, if, if anybody's buying Netflix, uh, if anybody's buying Disney, it's Netflix. No, Apple's gunning for Netflix. I mean, Apple's gunning for Disney. I'm thinking Netflix may look at Paramount because they're already doing enough, done enough collaboration with Nickelodeon. Because they, they, they were the ones that released the new Rocko with My Life movie, the, uh, the Hey Arnold movie, and all that stuff. So I can see Netflix acquiring Paramount and, and um, Viacom. No, that could, yeah, yeah. Um, because, um, you know, the fun thing now is that uh, Netflix is kind of like, you know, everybody was saying like, oh, Netflix is stretching itself and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, at the end of the day, that debt is going to come home to roost. Yeah. But um, for the time being, though, huh? Netflix now seems like. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I think I escaped for a little bit. What was the last thing that I said? Oh, you were talking about uh, you were you were going into Netflix. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a wild future. Um, we have a song and dance, and I I I, I think the. I think the biggest takeaway with everything is that something is going to go down just because like AMC, literally, when you break down the money uh, financials, I mean, the next movie um, like Tenet isn't going to be the first movie, right? Like uh, Warner Brothers has been very cocky so far in sticking with their July 17th date yeah you know but uh, but again like with your biggest market like california i mean like especially like your biggest market like los angeles like they're closing uh they're closing all public events all public gatherings till fall 2021 it's like yeah you're not gonna see uh like that's that's well, like too much money being left on the table well well not quite 2021 and what they have said is that um movie theaters would pop up at least in phase four um but phase four everybody is kind of speculating that phase four in all likelihood is either the end of july or the beginning of august and I, I think it's even further than that because. <sighs> so you think they're going to delay Wonder Woman again? They may have to delay Wonder Woman again. Ooh, that's a takeaway. Because I mean, like Disney, Disney was smart enough to push it all the way back to push, uh, uh, push Black Widow back to November. It's I'm just looking at. I'm looking at. We'll see. Well, like, uh, D- like, Disney okay, was so able if, to. If you're if you're Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. you're not doing video demand because you spent too much money. Like especially for that Christopher Nolan movie, they spent a lot of money, and they're not going to make shit off of it if it goes straight to HBO Max. It's like I'm sorry, they're not. They're not. They spent too much in the money in advertising. So yeah. So they they need to look at okay, how can it get the most money with. All worldwide, 
And like the problem is you're running into issues where Japan already got hit with the second wave, so everything's shutting down again. And it's like you got other European like there's not nothing is being coordinated. Coordinated so they can maximize profit. So so either they can pull the trigger and release it in July and like hope that they make, you know, some money, but but you know, if they want like if they really want to go for the billion dollar club, it's like everything has to be open at the same time. They can't like there's I don't see any like I don't see any uh yeah, that's that's the thing about these release dates. It's very tricky. But I mean, like that's why Universal's are like, fuck it, we're waiting till like next summer, you know, next spring to release it. Well, for the big guys, which is which is the whole thing with the AMC saying like, oh, we're not going to release your movies, and it's like, you're not going to release the next fucking Jurassic World. You're not going to release the next fucking Fast and Furious movie, or you're out of your mind. And also, Universal technically is the releaser of the new James Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die. So it's like, yeah. really, all your international theaters, AMC, you're not going to have the new fucking James they Bond have most, movie? They, they have the most theaters. Like, again, if, if I mean, like, honestly, they're looking at, here's what they're looking at. It's like, Universal needs those theaters. The Universal needs AMC to make, you know, if they want to get to the billion dollar club, they need AMC. Yeah. So so like AMC is just playing their hand against, you know, against the studio. Because it's like, okay, we, we can yank out all our movies, you know, we can yank all your movies out, but it's like, good luck trying to get to a billion dollars with your Minions movie. Good luck getting to a billion dollars with the Fast and Furious movie. Because they have the most screens of all the theater chains around the world. I mean, though, the the Minions one isn't a good threat because it's like, you know how cheap we make those fucking movies? <laughs> we would still make so much fucking money. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's like, it not, but not to, you're not going to get to a billion without them. I mean, the last Minions, like the last Minions movie went to a billion dollars worldwide. But... Yeah. Even without AMC, this fucking thing is going to make like because it's even the nature of the movie. It's technically now a Despicable Me prequel, which I'm sure is going to fucking get the kids in and everything. It's just universal being owned by Comcast. Like, like to put in perspective, you know, Sony like Sony wouldn't have enough balls to do it. Or Lionsgate. No fucking way Lionsgate is going to be like, yeah, we're just going to uh, release directly to video. It's like, no, Lionsgate at least still needs like a little bit of, you know, that theatrical revenue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, well, I mean, like, uh, again, they don't have, I mean, they don't have the means to do it. Um, I, I think, I think, I think it's going to be, AMC is positioning themselves. I have to think they're positioning themselves to be like, okay, you know what? Especially because remember, two, three months ago, um, the U.S. government overturned the um, the 1946 law um, or law or regulation or whatever, where, you know, you could, you could, 
Exactly. The the Paramount ruling in 1946, where a movie studio couldn't oh, directly Jesus own, Christ. couldn't directly own a movie theater. And I that think that's a huge problem. And th- that's something that people have to account for. And I think at the moment, I don't think any of the studios are in a position to be able to buy, you know, like a. AMC or Regal or something like that. Like they're not in that position, but you know who is in that position? Fucking Amazon and Apple, you know, they're in a position to buy up those theater chains and just be able to, you know, have a direct pipeline for their, you know, respective services and everything. And I, I, I think I don't know. Like, again, we don't even know. Like, okay, if you just had to put your cap on and we'll go ahead and uh, call it a night. Um, If you had to put your cap on. You're saying you don't think Wonder Woman 1984 is going to make its release August 14th. I I am very like I'm fifty fifty on Wonder Woman like having to move it uh, move it date because it, I mean like the way how the world is like the world is like it's just here these but not the world it's, us America America specifically because other countries are figuring their shit out right now. I mean they're figuring their shit out but it's like <laughs> oh boy. It's like everyone's figuring their shit out, but again, they rely heavily on us. <laughs> so it's like if we are not getting our shit together. <laughs> it's like it, it, it kind of caused like a bottleneck problem, where where most likely they might have to bypass us, and that that's going to hurt us. Well, uh, again, just like it, it's really going to depend on California. It's like if California isn't going to open up movie theaters um, in July, then yeah, this. I mean, like, Comic Con be- is like they canceled Comic Con, they canceled, but like, like I said, they canceled like all the concerts and Comic Con in the summer. I mean, like, you know, July, yeah, yeah, so, so. I don't like again. It's like I don't see them like opening up, you know, opening up those theaters uh, like in July or even August. And even that half, and like, and even then, it's like you're still operating at half capacity. So it's like, uh, so right. yeah. Here, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's my prediction. You ready for it? Uh huh. The first major movie that people are gonna be able to see in theaters. Is going to be Bill and Ted face the music August 21st. I, I, I feel like everything is lining up to where if there's anybody that can help America recover, it's going to be Keanu Reeves. Time nah. traveling with his old buddy, Alex uh, Winter. My, I'm, yeah. I'm pegging August 21st. What date August. are you pegging? Are you pegging September 4th? I'm looking at November. You're looking at, oh shit. November. Okay. So, okay, that's hilarious. So you think that the first movie of the of the summer is gonna be Black Widow anyways? <laughs> yeah. 
it's beautifully appropriate. I'll get. I'll give it that. As oct- I mean, like again, if they open in October, like what movies are being like? And again, it's like, and also, yeah, you also have to look at it this way: movies are that need to be reshot, like reshoots, any reshoots or any post work. It's like you're very limited to what movies are available to be released. <laughs> you know, um, Reggie, we've we've watched. Um, Okay, you have so much time in your hands, and we'll have it as the final note. Um, but like, there's an episode of Eric Andre, the Eric Andre Show. Um, it's the second season where like Hannibal Burris is just like, I I think I think Hollywood should just stop making movies for a year just so I can catch up with all the movies. And and now this is a perfect opportunity. And you know what's amazing? You know what's amazing is that someone actually like directly replied to him on Twitter to be like, hey, I remember you saying this in Eric Andre's show. So what movies have you caught up on? And Hannibal Bursa said, I haven't watched any movies. I've just watched NBA 2K20 YouTubers. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's a beautiful time for it's a beautiful time for catching up. Um, yeah. So you're saying November. I'm saying mid-August. Uh, yeah. So well, I mean, like if you're going with mid-August. I mean, all right. So if you're going for mid-August. What movie will be ready to go? It doesn't Bill and Ted face the Bill and Ted face the music. Duh. I mean, I'll be in post. Like, that's the thing. It's like, have they, have they finished, you know, have they finished, like, did they finish their reshoots and all that stuff? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm switching it. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm, Spon- point, I'm just, I'm just pointing out, like, like, dude. The, the SpongeBob like, movie. I'm switching it to the SpongeBob movie. SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie got delayed to August 7th. It's going to get delayed to August 21st. Both of both that and Bill and Ted face the music are coming out the same day. That's my prediction. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm just okay. Like I said, it's like everything is still at a standstill, and and uh, I mean, like I don't know which like from and of all the major studios, I don't know which like which other films are in the can or like. They, like they've done all the necessary work that they can, you know, they, they can theoretically get it, you know, like can meet well, their, meet their, uh, meet their release date. Well, um, some movies that we know of were basically like, no, it's, it's done. It's done, done. Like, um, they said that for no time to die. Like when they delayed no time to die, they said, yeah, no, um, Kerry Fukunaga, um, he's done with the movie. It's done. It's done editing, done post-production. Everything's ready to rock and roll with that. And yeah. Mulan, Mulan had a premiere. So that's a movie that's technically already done. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, they, but Disney pushed all Mulan to November. No, no. Uh, Milan is still July 24th at the moment, but who oh, knows? We're, we're in changing times. We're in changing times. So, okay. Reggie, in, in, in this uh, repurpose box office vacancy, um, what kind of topics do you want us to cover? Because I have a quick idea just to leave our fans off with, and uh, I want to hear you. 
Man, uh, like, like for the stuff that we do, I guess it's like I just don't want to like. I know there's a ton of like bad Netflix movies or like like streaming movies. Like, I, I don't know if I want to sit through all that. Well, you know what, folks, uh, one thing that uh, we were talking about uh, before everything went haywire was doing like a decade retrospective. But now it's no longer a decade retrospective. Guess what it is, Reggie? It's a decade moratorium (laughs) because the box office is dead. We are in its vacancy. And you know what? We're we're just going to observe quirky things that happen at the box office in the 2010s, which unexpectedly turned out to be the last decade where people actually go to the movie theaters and have box office. So it's going to be fun times, folks. We'll hopefully be able to have more episodes for you coming up. And uh, Rich, you're looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's just... uh... I'm just like I'm just trying to like trying to see what you know what like what what we can uh, like what we can go over because oh 2010 we're we're we're, we're doing we're doing like uh, right now Bill Simmons uh, the sports writer he's doing like the redraftables where they go back with the uh, different NBA drafts where they just observe what the hell happened and how they would redo it. We're going to do that shit for the 2010s, buddy. You down for it? All right, I'm down for it. Fuck yeah. All right, gang. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this new iteration. Um, obviously, you're probably not listening to it on your ride to work. You're probably listening to it to your routine working at home. Uh, obviously, stay safe, stay home, do all the sanitation routines that you need to. If you go down, make sure to wear a mask, practice social distancing, you know, be considerate for people. If you're having shit delivered to you, uh, tip your deliverer like $15 minimum. Uh, Just do everything you can to do everything you can to be able to, you know, be respectful and helping people out. So uh, this is Robert signing off for Box Office Vacancy. This is Reggie signing off. Stay safe, folks. God bless everybody. Stay safe.